0: what's up and welcome back to the daily music business podcast i'm your host for today monica strutt and today is part three in our networking series in part one and two we talked all about social media specifically in part one we talked about how not to network on social media, the don'ts when it comes to forging new connections online. And in part two, we spoke about the do's. So what to do, what is most effective when it comes to forging genuine connections? Because remember, networking isn't just what other people can do for you. It's about making real genuine connections and friendships that may or may not serve you at a later date. So today we are going to be talking about how to network offline. Well, how to network in ways that don't involve social media because I think that that's where a lot of people get stuck. Social media is the obvious way to connect especially right now and Just to preface, depending on where you live, some of these networking tips that I'm going to share with you may not be something that you can do at this particular time due to the pandemic, but you may like to keep these tips in mind to use at a later date. So before we get started, make sure you are subscribed to the Daily Music Business podcast and come and follow me on social media. I'm Monica Strutt everywhere. And particularly if you're in a heavy band, you're rock, metal, pop, punk, alternative, that sort of thing, then come and check out my podcast, Being in a Band, for a lot more episodes from me. The first way to network offline that doesn't include social media is pretty obvious and it includes at shows. So attending local shows and being seen in the scene is paramount. I think a lot of people underestimate the value of getting your face out there And this will lock in nicely when people see your name and profile picture pop up on social media. So obviously social media, you know, just supports all of these tips today, but getting your face out there and being seen at local shows and being seen to support other artists and other bands and show that you're an active member of the community Again, it sounds super obvious, but it's easy to get lazy and complacent. And again, depending on where you live right now, there may not be a lot of shows. Shows are just starting to come back in Australia. So it is easy to get lazy and complacent. And I totally understand what that's like as well, especially after, you know, the rough year that we've just had in 2020. But getting out there and especially turning up to shows if you are in a band or some sort of group, turning up as a unit, I think just looks so powerful and so striking. And yeah, like I think that that's just such a great way to get your name out there and get your face out there and the more recognizable you are then slowly you'll start to be introduced to people or you'll introduce yourself to people and you'll see a lot of the same people at the same places and things will just grow organically from there. The second way to network outside of social media is at industry events. So industry events are incredibly, incredibly powerful. If you're in Australia, we have an industry event called Big Sound. And basically it's like a showcase and also a conference. But one of the main reasons that people go to Big Sound is for the networking and setting up meetings with people that maybe they wouldn't have access to because everyone is in the one city. So I know South by Southwest is another kind of event that's very similar also the Great Escape over in the UK. And at these events anyone who's anyone in the industry will be there sinking beers with the intention to network as I said. So whether you're showcasing or not if if your band isn't showcasing I just recommend going as a punter because it really is a powerful and electric environment. But if there aren't any events near you especially not in person events attend a workshop, attend an online networking event. I've attended workshops from music mentors online at a loop group coaching. does a lot of amazing workshops as well. So they're definitely out there. My own membership being in a band connects musicians from all over the globe and you get masterclasses every month. There are so many free groups as well on Facebook. So, but I'm not so much talking about the Facebook groups. I'm talking about events or masterclasses, stuff like that, where you can connect with people, whether it's in the chat box or whether you're on a Zoom call. And when people go to those sorts of workshops or online networking events, particularly the stuff that you have to pay for, I mean, Big Sound is $600 for the in-person event. And that is a lot of money, but oh my God, it is so, so worth it. But when I see bands and musicians actually putting money where their mouth is and investing in themselves, investing in these workshops to upskill themselves, to expand their network, that just says so much about your commitment to your music career. Because let me tell you, there are so many musicians out there who are so scared to invest in themselves. And they'll very happily, you know, spend a couple of hundred dollars on the weekend going out and buying new clothes and whatnot. But They are incredibly scared to invest in stuff that's not tangible when it comes to their music career. Maybe a guitar seems like more of an obvious investment, but if you're a guitarist and you've already got three guitars, maybe just calm down a little bit and invest in actually learning the business of the music industry, because it doesn't matter how many guitars you have. If you don't know the business, then that guitar is just probably not going to be seen by anyone else except for your boyfriend or girlfriend. So that's what I have to say about that. But that is a little bit off off topic. But networking events, oh my gosh, incredibly powerful. And it can be really scary as well to network. And a lot of musicians, if you're an introvert, you aren't an anomaly. So many musicians I know are introverts. I'm 50-50, by the way. So when I took the um, the 16 personalities test or whatever it's called, I found out that I'm 49% extrovert and 51% introvert and that was just so validate validating and i'm going to recommend to anyone listening to this take a personality test you can go to 16personalities.com and that is a really good personality test but there's also the enneagram so you find out what number you are on the enneagram and that tells you a little bit about you know your personality type and it's interesting because although we know ourselves right But it is incredibly validating and sometimes confronting when you actually take a test and actually see that you are who you are and that is okay. That's the only way I can describe it. It's just, yeah, such a validating experience. Highly recommend it, even if you feel like you know yourself pretty well. I think it's just a really great idea just to know yourself down to the core as much as possible. The third way to network offline is at university. Most people enroll in a music degree thinking they'll get a job out of it. Well, this can be the case, but not in the way that you think. A lot of the people that I went to university with, college with, are now band managers, booking agents, and work for labels, but back then they were students like anyone else. So when I enrolled in my music degree, yes, I wanted to learn about the music industry, but I also knew how important networking was. Look, it's an expensive way to network. I'm not going to say that it isn't, but obviously you get somewhat of an education. I don't know if I'd recommend going to university Uh, if you are someone who is a real self-starter. And to be honest, I don't know how I feel about going to university, even though it's on my list, but I'm kind of going off you know, all the possible ways to network, which doesn't involve social media. And as I said, going to uni, going to music college was actually a really great way for me to network. Um, Would I recommend people go to music college for this exact reason? Really? No, because I mean, when I went to uni, social media wasn't quite as big as what it is now. And also the resources, Uh, such as you know this podcast (laughs) didn't really exist you know 10 years ago it was something unexpected that I got out of the course and I still uh, I met my best friends through uni and I still use the network that I had at university to this day so it definitely can help tip number four is to work with the right people so this is something I don't think many bands think of And specifically, I'm talking about working with certain PR people or producers, working with certain PR people or producers who are well connected within the industry is an amazing way for networking. Working with these people will not only enable you to establish relationships with them, which is great because they're usually pretty influential in the scene, but they themselves usually have a killer network. So many producers I know have direct lines to management and record labels like A&R record labels, bookers and more. If they like you and they like what you're doing, they will help you. So think twice before you get your mate down the road to record your next single or try and DIY it because it's cheaper. I highly recommend that if you're serious about getting somewhere, not to mention, you know, hiring a professional PR company can do wonders for your exposure and credibility and also working with a producer can really take your songs to the next level. But a nice bonus of that is getting to know someone who is incredibly well-connected within the industry. Definitely don't discount that. And tip number five is through PR and media. So as someone who's worked in media for years, I can assure you that reviewers, editors and outlets and owners pay attention to the bands and musicians that come through. If an act goes above and beyond to promote an article from a particular outlet, that shit gets noticed because let me tell you, so many artists don't promote the media that have featured them. They don't even share the article or comment a thank you on social media. And a lot of the time journalists are volunteers. So A little thank you and a share goes a long way, not only as a courtesy, but also, of course, to the exposure of that particular piece. If you do this, ears prick up, and the next time reviewers happen to be at a local show that you're also at, they may just come up and say hi, or you may say hi to them. If media likes you and have noticed you being professional and going the extra mile to leverage any opportunities they've given you, this means they're more likely to help you out in the future. Your band might be first in mind when they do special features on a particular subgenre or monthly special or anything else that involves the local scene. Social media, of course, plays a huge part in this point, but I've also heard stories of bands who will hire a PR person, then take two weeks to complete an interview. This definitely does not bode well in terms of your reputation and it makes you seem ungrateful and just really unprofessional. So being ungrateful and unprofessional in any category is the best way to ensure that your network stops expanding in its tracks because people will no longer want to give you opportunities. You need to act on things quickly. The music industry is fast paced after all. One of the ways that you can do this is by having a majority rules policy in your band so that you can make decisions quickly without delay. Be active, pay attention and be grateful. And here are some final thoughts. At the end of the day, it's all about respecting each and every small or big opportunity you're offered. Firstly, as I mentioned, this is polite. And secondly, as one of my friends who is a very successful bandman manager put it perfectly, you never know where people will end up. A reviewer at a small music blog could one day be in charge of bookings at a major festival. The band photographer taking pictures for free right now may end up running a huge media outlet in the future. If you always treat people with respect, don't bad mouth and do the best you can in terms of your songwriting and promotion of your music, you are primed for some really good fucking karma. Now, I ask, do you have any other points you'd like to add in terms of networking? Come and let me know on social media. I'm just at Monica Strutt. Leave me a DM or leave me a comment on one of my recent posts. And please share this podcast episode with your bandmates, friends, anyone else who you think May be interested, and I'll catch you next week with part four of my networking series, which is going to teach you how to be more confident in these sorts of situations. Bye. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform.